Uh, Shalom Aleichem. Uh, we're we're beginning our new series on on the response on Shailos Tshuvas Shailot Tshuvot, um, and uh, just I want to explain a little my excitement about this particular area. Um, in yeshiva, usually learning is focused on Gemara commentaries, the Meforshim on the Gemara, the Rishonim, Achronim sometimes, uh, and then. In a, in let's say halacha kolel, so so the focus is is on codes, is on the 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 sifrei aposkim, and then sometimes you 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 get to the you get to the shailos and shuvas, you get to the responsa. There's something extremely uh, exciting to me about the the responsa literature. Number one, it's 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 material that, as I said, we we don't usually get to do in the normal uh, uh, yeshiva curriculum. Um, Rabbi Hirschfeld told me something interesting this morning. I was telling him about it. So he said that that uh, uh, there were Rosh Yeshiva that during Benazmanim, that's what they would do is they would they would just sit on a lounge chair and go through shilas and shivas, go through responsa. Um, the uh, the post game, of course, of course, uh, uh, gain uh, uh, great fluency in in uh, in Shilas and Shuvas. Uh, a second thing that is exciting, especially about Shilas and Shuvas, is you see halacha in action. You see that you see the actual uh, uh, application. Uh, people with 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 real live uh, real live questions and. Uh, and and the the response in 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 real time uh and number 3 there's there's a side benefit of of really learning a little bit about about uh about history uh you learn i, I there was a, a a very interesting uh scholar named uh, uh Jacob Katz and um and he taught he was he was a Hungarian Talmud Chacham and uh, but in the academic world, and he taught Jewish history through uh, Shilas and Shuvas. That was a very interesting uh, thing. Anyway, so so even if you're even if even if not a historian, but you still you see what 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 Torah life was like, what Jewish life was like. Uh, our particular topic today, and and for the next two weeks also, God willing, will be Shuvas about Shuva, uh, responsa about about. Uh, uh, Faith and tshuva, uh, repentance, uh, atonement, and uh, and we'll be doing it these 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 three these three weeks, and then the last week uh, before the Yomim Noraim we'll do about uh, making donations when you make a bishaberach, which is one of the things that comes up a lot during the Yomim Noraim during the holy days. Now, um, we're we're learning from Rav Shlomo Kluger's. Shilas and Shuvas, uh, he in in he is one of the most prolific of 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 responders uh, or or of writers, I should say. He was one of the most prolific of writers. Uh, he left uh, many many uh, uh, manuscripts behind, uh, and there's an institute that that. That they just keep on putting out more and more of his things. He was he was a fountain, and and uh, um, this is uh, uh, it was from Broad. This is Galicia. 
And uh, this particular uh, Sefer Shailas Tzitzvus is, is his most famous Ha'elif Lecha Shlomo, uh, the the play on words, the pasuk from from um, Shira Shirim, the thousand to you Shlomo is that there's over a thousand tshuvas in this in the Sefer. So, without further ado, um, the Uh, one of the things that uh, people sometimes are concerned about is how can I do tshuva? How can I repent? But also, not only how can I repent, but how can I get atonement? Now, these are two different things because, because there's a mitzvah to repent, but there is also a, a cleansing of of sin, kapara. And for instance, Yom Kippurim is the day when we're cleansed from sins. So so the Ramam includes not only tshuva, repentance in the in the uh in his Hilchus Tshuva, but he also includes the topic of kapara, which is atonement. Now so people would do sins and sometimes people would do horrendous sins, but uh, they would they would then want to come back and they won't want to do tshuva. Um, I read, uh, I try to read on on Motzei Shabbos, uh, Rav Zevin's uh, Hasidic stories. There's a minute at Malava Malka to 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 tell Sipuri Tzadikim, and and uh, there are an, uh, there's a whole a whole genre of of uh, of Hasidic stories, for instance, about people who who uh, are finally inspired to 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 come back after after living a life which is extremely far from Torah, and then they get a they get direction for for how to do that. Now, somebody asked that kind of a question to it was actually a rav who was approached by somebody, and he asked Rav Shlomo Kluger, and the previous tshuva, the previous response, and this one are both about this topic. In this one, he asked a very interesting question. Does learning Torah bring atonement? Now, um, the, the responder, the first responder, uh, we talk about first responders sometimes, the first responder um saw something in the book Reshit Chokhmah. Reshit Chokhmah was a, a book by a, a great Makubal, uh and it, it was a, a very influential book uh of of Musser based on Kabbalah. And uh it is not a safer that I'm fluent with. I'm familiar with very much, but but uh, he he writes his fouls. Benidon Sheshaal im limud haTorah mechaper olo. Does does learning Torah atone or not? So Shara Rumalato, you saw b'sefer Reishis Chachma perik yudzaim misharek dusha. That that learning Torah doesn't atone; it just protects from punishment. In other words, 
uh, a person has the opportunity to to uh, to delay or or uh, or push away punishment. So that was the question that was asked. Now, he says something beautiful. He named Divrei Rabbeinu Reishis Chachma Kulam Kedoshim Malei Yiras Hashem. They are all holy, full of Yiras Hashem, true of God. It's a very very holy book. Mikomakom Hichbid Hadavar Yoter Midai. He he was too heavy here. He was too he was too um, uh, pushing to, piling too much on. Because Kiladati Vadai the Divrei Machaprim. Certainly, the Torah give atonement. Lomi boyim lomed Torah im lomed beseder kodshim. Dezegilui ma'amaram zal ba'pasuk zos haTorah la'ula. Ve'avgam im lomed sharinyanim near mechapir near Hashem mechapir. Now, there's a there's a pasuk there's psukim about uh, that are worded uh, seemingly a little strangely in the uh, in the, in the psukim about korbanos. And the uh, sure, um, just enlarge a little bit. Actually, we'll get it a cut, we'll get a whole column's worth. There we are. Um, Slightly too big. Just a moment. There we are. That's next we get up. Now, um, this is all based on a sugya. Let me say it outside, and then we'll and then we'll see his words. Uh, a sugya in Menachos. The um, the Gemara has uh, six or seven little pieces about um, about Torah and atonement. Some of them involve learning Torah connected with a particular sacrifice. It's like you offered that sacrifice. And if, if, for, by, by way of analogy, for instance, we dive in Musaf, and in Musaf, we say, we say the Parsha of Korbanos, and it's as if we offered the Korban. So similarly, if you learn the Halachas, uh, uh, of the korban, it's as if you offer the korban. Similarly, for instance, on erev Pesach, so there's a minute to say uh, to do to say the korban Pesach, and if you look, some of the uh, presentations in the in the in the Haggadahs about saying the korban Pesach involve uh, going through the halachas, getting into it. So, and that's by the way a plus to seder kachim. A plus to learning Seder Kachim, learning about the the Korbanos, that it's it's a little more. This is something I actually pointed out uh, uh, in the Velazhin or Yeshiva when they were doing uh, where the curriculum was a uh, was was going through the Talmud um, a little every day, and uh, and they got to Seder Kachim, so some people were scared away, but. But uh, I think it was Rav Chaim Brisker, as far as I remember, who said, wait a second, this is even more Lamaisa. This is even more practical halacha. Why? Because the learning itself is like doing it. When you're learning the laws of mezuzah, 
it's not like doing mezuzah because you're preparing for actually putting mezuzah on the on the wall when you're learning the laws of damages or the laws of of what have you so so it, it, it's learning and and uh and the court case is the actual implementation but when you're learning the laws of korbanos nowadays it's like offering the korbanos okay so that's one one aspect there's other statements like who are involved in in learning it's like they were it's like they were involved in avoda they were involved in temple service but along with that gemara and that same gemara is is uh is the following there's a pasuk gemara quotes a pasuk um everywhere Things are being offered up and 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 brought forth to me in my name, umincha tehora, and a pure mincha. Now this is uh, a pasuk, and the Gemara says, "Is a mincha tehora What pure mincha? Mincha is a great offering, so that should be only in the temple. So what is it? What does the pasuk mean when this says, "Uvechol muktar Everywhere it's offered to me. How is a a grain offering offered everywhere? That a, a, a Tamil Chachum who's involved in learning Torah, it's like he offered a mincha, it's like he offered a mincha sacrifice. It doesn't say that he was learning the section of mincha like I talked about before. That's another statement in Chazal. That's also a true statement. Rak Torah. It says that he was involved in learning Torah. Mashma kol Torah mahani It sounds like all Torah works to atone. By the way, in the same in the same Gemara, it goes a step further, and it and it uh, it brings the approach that somebody who learns Torah, he doesn't need the sacrifice. Not that it's as if he offered the sacrifice. It's that he doesn't need the sacrifice. A little stronger. So so this is a very powerful source that says that learning Torah is it brings atonement, just like sacrifices bring atonement. Okay. Um, now, the the uh, I want to bring an external source that he didn't bring um actually uh um uh if i'm not mistaken yeah an external source that he didn't bring uh the gemara discussed i looked at this this morning forgot the marmakom it's in rosh Hashanah, i believe what what page but that um the the descendants of elia cohen were we're given this this curse, and and it says that even even sacrifices aren't going to atone for them. And the Gemara says that even though sacrifices didn't atone for them, but Torah would. And then there's an approach that Torah and Gemilus Hasanim will. And sure enough, it contrasts two Amoraim. I think it's Rava and Abai, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that were both from the house of Eli. But one lived longer because he was involved both in Torah and in Gemilus Chasadim, um, Torah and good deeds, and and the other was involved more exclusive more exclusively in Torah. Again, the one that was more involved more exclusively in Torah. It's not that he didn't do good deeds, but it was it was less like his his major uh, 
activity, if you will. Um, so, so um, the the that's a source that didn't bring that didn't make it into this into this chuva, probably because uh, the it's it, it it was number one discussing that special situation of the descendants of Eli. Um, it could be that Eli's children needed a special kind of atonement through uh, Torah and Gemilus Chasana because of the, the special kind of sin that they did. It's just a suggestion. We have to look into that. Uh, uh, and second of all, um, it it does talk about the power of atonement from Torah, but it also talks about how Gemilus Chasodim uh, is necessary and Torah doesn't seem to be as powerful as Torah and Grimlosim. So he's looking for sources that are just talking about Torah uh uh atoning. Again, the the way of the way of Torah is that the material in the Torah is is uh scattered in many different places and the the Meshivim, the the response to literature often brings together a mass of material from many different places. And sure enough, there's another Gemara that says, Chosh Berosho Yasek B'Torah. Somebody's got a headache, he should be involved in Torah. Chosh of Yasek B'Torah. Somebody's stomach hurts him, he should be involved in Torah. Um, again, again, you have to, you have to learn uh, uh, all of Torah to be able to, to understand uh, every piece of Torah 100%. But... Uh, it's not saying don't go into a doctor. That's another Gemara. But it does say, Now, literally, this means it will be a healing, which is uh, your navel. Uh, that's in, in Shira Shirim, it appears. So, sorry, I misspelled Mishle here. But... Um, what uh, what is this talking about? So, lisharecha, meaning uh, that it will it will be a healing to your belly where your navel is, and perhaps the other drasha is it's darshaning sharecha roshecha, um, your head. So so okay, we have this gemara now. He's going to cite this as a Gemara that Torah atones. How? Well, if the Torah tells us um, that somebody who has uh, 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 an ache in his head or an ache in his stomach should be involved in Torah, the assumption is that he he has a need for atonement and he will get it through Torah. He just he he goes into a little bit of a philosophical proof, if you will. God is not suspected of 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 being unjust. It's certainly from some kind of a sin. Again, there is how is the the Torah gonna gonna work? Unless it 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 fixes up his sin, 
Chazal say, now this is one opinion, and he's going to relate to the other opinion, that that there's no suffering without sin. Now again, you there, there's this is this is on a philosophical level. This is not a uh, this is not a social conversation level. Meaning, if you visit somebody who is who is going through difficulties, uh, physical difficulties, suffering, so don't start telling him about his sins. Um, that was one of the things that the the friends of Eov did, and that was not considered. Uh, 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 spiritually tactful, if you will. Um, but that's in terms of communication. But in terms of philosophy, a Nisurin below Avon, this approach says, even though there is an approach of, of Yeshi Surin below Avon, there is an approach that there are, there is such a thing as suffering without sin. Okay, they're great, great, great tzaddikim. So they also suffered. And, and how can you explain that? And there's sometimes where there are situations where the suffering seems to be so unbalanced uh, to the, to the level of sin. So there, there isn't a, there is an approach in the Gemara, the Yeji Surin Belovan. If this was an example of suffering without sin, meaning somebody whose head hurt and somebody whose stomach hurt. Uh, so, Oh, because of of no sin, why wasn't this cited? So, so the Gemara says, It seems to say that there is. What is this Torah doing unless it fixes his 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 sin? That even if there was a sin, the Torah fixes it up. Um, if he if he did tshuva, was he need Torah for? So it must be it's for atonement. If he didn't do tshuva, so the Torah is not going to work. So from the fact that the that the Gemara says that a person who is who has an ache. In his stomach, an ache in his in his head, he should be involved with Torah. Apparently, there was a need for atonement, and the Torah doesn't. So that's his second proof. Um, and he adds, of course, Ain Refuasanefesh. There's an internal connection, there's a connection between healing of the body and healing of the soul. Again, there are people who are trying to connect the two. Uh, I, I, I know somebody who is, he's a doctor. Uh, he's a very spiritual person. He does normal, so to speak, medicine. And he works for the Kupat Cholim. But he also has a whole direction of of of, uh, of spiritual healing. Um, uh, not, not, not a quack, uh, but just realizing that there's more of a connection between the refuas aguf and the refuas anefesh than people realize. Again, there's certain things that that are that are clearly realized as connected. People people realize how uh, how stress uh, is is uh, is is dangerous for the body, uh, and uh, and the like. Um, so there are certain certain things that are uh, is that a makor and chazal? Where is this from? Which one? 
um, the Ravusa Nefesh and the Ravusa Guf. Yeah, I, I, I am. Yeah. Well, he writes here. Um, But I don't, I don't know of a specific source. Good question. Um, so, yeah, I don't know of a specific source. So he says, The soul is there. And it sparks off to the body. We start with healing of the nefesh, and from there to the guf. In kain mochach deator, but I don't, I don't. Uh, that would be. It's interesting to explore, but I don't, I don't know the back end of this. In kain mochach deator, have refuas hanefesh, mochach deator mechaperet avon. Okay, and and don't say that it was only talking about a sin b'shogeg, because the word avon means Maisie. Okay. Now, uh, there are there is a source, those who are learning Dafayomi, so this came up in Dafayomi about Torah um, pushing off uh, calamities. Um, and the schus of Torah might delay something terrible happen. That Torah only only um, protects temporarily, but it doesn't atone. Atonement wipes it away. Again, this this whole sugi is is not talking about tshuva. Tshuva means you have to stop what you're doing, regret the past, accept on the future, and do a verbal confession. That's tshuva. That's what the Rambam describes as tshuva in, in Hilgos tshuva, but kapora is another as another aspect. That's having the the sin be cleansed, and and the Gemara talks about arba haluke kapora, different types of atonement, uh, uh, different sins and how much they need. Some things tshuva is enough, but other things you need yisurin, other things yom kippur, other things only death will atone for. Um, we once spoke, uh, I, I think it was here, uh, about how Ne'ilah gives a special ability for atonement that doesn't necessarily follow the standard rules of, of, of the Gemara, the Gemara Yom, the Gemara's discussion of the different Chaluke Kapara. So the Gemara in Sota seems to imply that Torah only delays calamity but does not uh, cleanse. That's talking about a special case. They're the case of the sota of somebody who is really who is really deserving of a of a punishment at the hands of the court. Uh but but the what they what they did was deserving of that. Number one. In other words, the sin there was special. 
Mikarban v'yisurin shamer chazal v'per kamed abrachos dema ashem ladas av yisurin ladas. Interesting, interesting Gemara. The Gemara says there that um, that just like the sacrifice sacrifices atone uh, when a person is is conscious and willing about it, so also uh, yisurin should be ladas, meaning. This is again. It's 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 uh, uh, in in to achieve atonement through suffering. A person uh, has to uh, have consciousness that it should atone for him. And that's by the way. There's sometimes you think there's certain things that people do and say, and 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 uh, there might be more meaning to to. To what's going on than than we originally think, uh, in in Israel a lot of times I've seen that, that by by I, I think it started by Svaradim that that when something bad goes on so they say kapara kapara should be an atonement so so uh, it, it's not only a psychological tactic of according to this it's not only a psychological tactic of being able to deal with with difficult things. Uh, if you say that it's a kapara, so that it already gives a positive spin on it. It's not only that. It could be that just like the Gemara and Brachos says that Yisurin should be, um, uh, you should be conscious about your Yisurin uh, atoning for you. So it could be when you say kapara, you're saying, I am I am now willingly, uh, so to speak, dedicating this this difficult situation. So says Says the uh, Rav Shlomo Kluger again, it's like an ukimta, perhaps that the learning that went on there was not learning that somebody did with intent for kapara. Uh, of course, you have to stop what you're doing. But and, and this might be, by the way, a third, a third thing. The sota there remember was somebody who was given many chances to to back out and and uh and save face but but did not and that's why drank drank the soda water and what happens is that eventually the person does uh, uh get this this miraculous kind of punishment uh, so that the Sota person was somebody who did not desert their their evil path, if you will. Kapara uh, only comes for somebody who is who has moved away from the sin. He has done tshuva already, and now comes to stay. Now, now there's this 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 the sin that's hanging around. The person is no longer doing it, but now the the stain if you will has been detached from him but he needs to make sure that it's erased so so uh, after a person does chuva then there's kapara but if a person didn't do chuva so even though he's he's learning it's like he's he's uh, going to the mikvah to a to purify himself from his contact with the rodent, but the rodent's still in his hand. And then he brings his second thing that maybe he didn't 
um, he didn't have intent, intent for kapara. Then that's when the Gemara talks about it only being a temporary um, uh, uh, protection. Somebody, number one, did tshuva and regret it, meaning he did all the things. He he stopped doing what he what, the bad stuff, and he he regretted it. Again, Kabbalah Lasidi also talk about accepting for the future. I'm filling in the blanks. Uh, verbal confession. I'm filling in the blanks, and he learns in order to be to be mechaper. In other words, he adds just like before learning. There's a there's a tefillah that you say. He wrote some fanecha Hashem ta'ira neinu ma'arusa rasecha v'tatzileinu mikol mixov atos etc. Or the tefillah of Nechunya ben Akana. Uh, there's some things that are printed now in in the Gemaras in the beginning. So so before learning, you say, and this should be a kapara. It should be a kapara for my for my chatoin. Um, it's interesting. There's a sifat shulchan aruch that talks about uh, fasting. Is it a good idea to fast? Is it a bad idea to fast? And the Magen of Ram quotes the Shalah to be lenient for a Talmud Chacham that uh, he should he should be minimal about fasting. Why? Why? Because because the Torah is going to be a Machapir. Now this is a big find this this whole discussion because one of the one of the things that is a, a a difficult thing in life is 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 difficulties and if a person learns in a way where he's 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 purifying himself uh there's a there's an intensity uh there's a you know like a, like the fire of the misbeach or, or or like a sacrifice it's like it's a, it's a replacement for fasting it's a replacement for for suffering and all these kind of things uh so chazal even say in adam uh adam ki almost ol uh that that torah they they work when somebody so to speak uh kills himself in the in the in the in the in the tent of torah so there's a certain uh, sacrificial style Torah, when a person and a, and a person uh, directs directs it for that purpose. So my opinion is If the person from that community of Timashpal, uh, who is mentioned in the Chuva Kodemus, he was asking about all sorts of of like uh, um, approaches to how to fast properly to atone for his sins. He was talking about a certain path of how to fast. Um, so if that's hard for him, on the contrary, he should when he's when he's uh not fasting, but he's learning in a way, he's he eats and he learns uh so then so then he'll have the koach, he'll have the power to learn. And he should have intent that his learning should atone for him. And uh, the good God should atone for that person. And for myself, and for all of the congregation of Israel, like Chazal said, an individual and he does tshuva, they atone for they they forgive him and the whole world because everybody's interconnected. So 
this is this is Rav uh, Rav Shlomo Kluger's tshuva, um, uh, his responsum about about Torah being mechaper, and it's 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 an interesting it's halachalavaisa, meaning meaning as we're thinking about Elul and tshuva and and kapara leading towards Yom Kippur, so so as we learn a little more intensely. Uh, to have that extra intention, according to him, that it should be that it should be a kapara, uh, and it also makes sense because Torah is something that's transformative when done properly. If you do Torah with the forty-eight uh, ways of Kenyan Torah that are that are listed in the sixth parak of Pirkei Avos in the sixth section, there, um, that Torah is going to be going to be atoning and transformative and 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 uh and uh it's going to be like a new beginning so that's that's uh that's the chuva i wanted to do god willing next time uh uh i want to do a a chuva the chasim sofer about uh about somebody who was uh, collecting tzedakah and then got into a a very uh uh problematic situation uh that required um uh, uh some serious changes in his life um anyway that's 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 what we'd like to discuss so uh god willing that's 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 for our future um <laughs>